0: Today's episode is with Scott Lee, who's the CEO and founder of Guru, an educational technology company that provides accessible educational videos through their Guru courses and personalized tutor matching services. Scott's mission is to reimagine education, unlocking every student's potential and to promote lifelong learning for all. I love this episode. You're going to get so many great insights from it. Check it out. Here comes your good advice. Hey, thanks for checking out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. Bringing you some more good advice today with a great guest. I got Scott Lee joining the podcast all the way from New York. He's the CEO and founder of Guru, an educational technology company that provides accessible educational videos through Guru courses and personalized tutor matching services. In fact, you can check out more on their website where they actually offer an all-access pass for only $9.99. It's a killer deal. Scott, it's great to have you here today. Thanks for having me. Well, I like. First of all, I gotta ask: Did the magic of Guru come about pre-COVID or post-COVID? Because what you've developed here, I gotta tell you, the timing—it's pretty good.
1: Thank you, I appreciate it. It's been over five years, so time flies. And definitely, I think COVID and millions of families and students are struggling. So we're trying, thinking uh, different ways to make education more accessible and support many students all over the states.
0: So talk to me a little bit about how many businesses have you, I think, I think what I had read was that, you know, you're a bit of a, a an entrepreneur minded person was guru. The first thing you put together.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Thankfully, you know, I've grown up, my father started business and he was very young. So, you know, my grandparents just going far beyond my grandparents came from North Korea. So you know, my father lived in a small room with six different six small like six different siblings, and you know, his school was eating three meals a day. So I I saw him grinding and being very persistent. So you know, I think that it really impacted me since I was young. And you know, I came to the U.S. when I was in high school. I'm originally from Korea, so you know, I couldn't speak English that well, and I just I, I had to adjust everything, and I learned a lot. It was amazing um, experience with friends and mentors and teachers. And, you know, I founded a peer tutoring club when when I was in high school. And when I I go back to Korea, I wanted to help underserved children teaching English, but I couldn't find the website. So I started the nonprofit connecting between underserved children and English volunteers. That really sparked my interest in education and, you know, um, helping others. And I went to the army for two years after my sophomore year, started another small like startup, fashion e-commerce and uh briefly after JP Morgan started Guru. So that was like short snapshot, like seconds. is probably more than ten <laughs> seconds, twenty <laughs> second, thirty second snapshot of what I've done. But so I've done small like projects and nonprofit and fashion e commerce, but definitely as an education technology company is it was my first time.
0: So why education? I mean it sounds like you had a couple of Things that interested you that you could have jumped into. Why education?
1: Um, I think it really impacted my life, I think, too. And also to many other, um, many, many other people. Uh, I was a bit shocked because in Korea, when you walk down the street, there are like five, ten different tutoring centers on the street. It's part of their uh, every student's life. And so it's very, it's very very easy to find a great tutor within your neighborhood. Um, and in the U.S., surprisingly, it's not the case. You know, I think there are some tutoring centers and agencies, but still, um, when, when I came back from the Army, I was looking for, like, high-level statistics tutor, and it was very hard for me to do so. And so I, I thought that, hey, there is, you know, inefficiency in the market and so i would love to do something about it and spark their interest and but so i wanted to do something like uber for tutors but as i doing it and meeting a lot of people i have found that there are a lot more than that that we need to do to unlock every student's potential and yeah and here here we are right now
0: Has it been interesting seeing the differences in cultures in terms of appreciation for education? Because like you mentioned, in Korea, there's a bit of a, I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but just a different perception, I guess, of education. And here in the States, I used to be a high school teacher. Oh, cool. And Oh, I
1: didn't know that.
0: Yeah. And I've actually, I've been to Korea. Which subject? Uh, oh, science. really? Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, you went into Korea?
0: Yeah, yeah. I went oh, to Korea nice. last year. And amazing, amazing country, by the way. Cool, thank but, you. But um, there is a bit of a difference, though, in like appreciation for education. Mm. And so I'm curious to hear about, so you you, you had this idea for Guru. You started putting it together. Here we are in the States with a little bit of a different, um, uh, I don't know if we're just not as hardworking when it comes to education or if it's just not as, as connected to our life. But as you started putting together this, this tutoring service, so to speak, and creating this online platform where people could learn, what were some of the challenges that you came across here in the States? Mm-hmm.
1: That's a great question. I love American education system in terms of, you know, really value um, sports, camaraderie, like clubs, activities, extracurriculum. I think that's extremely important. I do believe that really shapes, you know, uh, students' characteristics and, you know, early development. So I really, really loved it. I was president at like soup kitchen, model UN, and I played three sports and I absolutely loved it. I think that's what's one of the, I mean, I loved learning different subjects, but at the same time, the focus on extracurriculum was amazing. And I think it really, really impacted my life. Um, So in Korea, they focus too much, I think on academics, they have they, I think I remember I've one semester I took 12 subjects and literally they, after school, they go to this tutoring center, they study until 1am and a lot of students sleep during classes because they had to study so much after school and they're just, it's like all in on, I mean, I, I think it's been updated. So I'm not too like up to date to what they're doing right now, but they heavily focus on one like Korean national exam, like one time. It's not even like a few times I like get SAT. So one time, if you're sick that day, too bad. You have to take it. <laughs> and if you don't do well, you have to wait one more year, study all day at this like tutoring center or whatnot, and then just study for that. And I think there are pros and cons. And I think there are, I think no, no system is perfect. No one's perfect. There are always strengths and weaknesses. And I think I'm trying to, you know, gather together what's really, what works in the, you know, Korea, what works in the U S and maybe if it can make it synergy, it, it maybe it might be even a bit more beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I love the idea of just accessible education because, you know, like you mentioned, maybe in Korea, there's a bit too much, there's too heavy a focus on the academics, mm-hmm. but in, in other places we could definitely do a better job of providing providing education for people who are in need so i love the concept of guru whenever you were coming up with this idea and you started putting it together what what were some of the challenges you faced uh creating it
1: definitely you know uh, besides the education component the tech building an app uh, website the back end is extremely tough I I mean I'm my major is operations research it's like part of industrial engineering and I took a few CS courses at Columbia but this is not easy and also it looks simple like just matching tutors and students scheduling but it's a lot of different components putting it together and I'm so thankful to meet Ramon our CTO right now he's a very talented smart guy very humble he built the whole back end when he first joined and you know we are so thankful to have amazing website and our you know app uh, because of him. And so it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And sometimes, you know, some founders and CEOs think it's simple. but it's much more complicated, you think. And so I'm so thankful to have amazing uh, tech team and product team who are so passionate about education. And I think that, um, as you know, this is a marketplace. So building a community of teachers and instructors and, you know, have great relationship with me takes time. I think education, the building credibility takes time. And I think I learned so much meeting so many different parents and students and grabbing lunch and coffee with our teachers. It's, it's, it's it was, it's amazing. I, I miss that though, you know, after COVID, obviously it's like virtual, not like, what we're doing, and I think I got used to it. But still, I think in per- nothing will replace the in-person interaction.
0: Well, hopefully, we'll be getting back to it sometime yeah. in the future. Um, <laughs> you said a couple of things I want to ask you about. And first of all, you said it's not easy, and you also said it takes time. And you had a really great comment that a lot of CEOs and startup founders they don't understand that. And it almost feels like social media creates this image of starting a business or running a business as so simple and almost overnight. Mm-hmm. It, I really appreciate your perspective that this stuff, this stuff is actually hard work. It's, not, it's never easy to create something worth having. Uh, do you feel like some entrepreneurs, they get into business and they don't really understand the full commitment that they're going to have to give to create their business.
1: Yeah, I mean as you know the this uh, if you think about it the inter- relationship with people is very hard because we are all very different and no one's perfect. And I think sometimes when entrepreneurs start their business they're overly confident. <laughs> and you know they, yeah. <laughs> and because oh, yeah. and uh, that's not a bad thing but Um, you have to, you have to know, and you will quickly realize that the things that you thought that you're good at, you're probably not. And the the humility is so important. You have to be humble and you have to be, which I'm still learning to do, to be more (laughs) humble and be more patient, but you know, of course the driven like how driven you are and persistency is extremely important, but this is a long, long journey, you know? Um, and if you, even though a lot of, lot of different companies, I don't want to name, name them right now, but they, the, uh, the or even a uh, countries, you know, some countries and some company, they thought that that will last forever. Usually don't. It just lasts a few hundred years. Even then that's a long time. Yeah. And so you know, if you wanted to build a firm foundation of the company, which I made so many mistakes, so I don't know, I've done that, but I try to, is that it's, it takes time. It's the masterpiece always, always takes time. And if you wanted to have a great social, like you have, if you have a great social mission, it will even take longer. And so I think that patience is extremely important, which I learned I wasn't patient at all. I wanted to be like, okay, let's do it. Make it IPO in five years. I was like, I was, too, I was so young after when I started, maybe that's, I was able to do that because I was too ignorant. I was like, oh, you know, if I do it, I can do it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why I think I told to a lot of people, you have to start simple, start small. And I advise people not to start a tech company, like start something simple, like selling things so you don't have too much uh, downside, but you know that you, you're, you're a risk taker. Do you, you love what you're doing, like creating something out of nothing, you know, like hustlers, being a great salesman, like, you know, the founder has to be a great salesperson too. So I think testing yourself that if you're suited to this kind of, you know, the founder world. Because a lot of founders I heard, they have a lot of sleeping problems. You know, there are a lot of pressure, you know, it's tough. So I think um, having that kind of project to see, you know, project-based learning, right? Do something small, see if you like it or not, and then try different things. I think that's very important.
0: I think it's great advice. I mean, I, I think there's people who they, especially people who, who are listening right now, who are maybe they're stuck in the nine to five corporate world. I like your advice because I think everyone kind of dreams about the entrepreneurial life uh, as like this very sexy thing, but it's not for everyone. And like you said, it is a lot of work and it does take a lot of time and it's freaking challenging. I mean, it's really hard. And I think to start small and not, you know, I talked to someone who they were going to buy a truck to start their business, like $50,000. And I was like, well, you don't even know you don't even know if you like this yet, you know. So, like, don't don't do anything like that. Like, start small. So, I think your advice is really great. I, I'm curious. We, we talked. You you talked a second ago about being able to sort of hang on because it's going to take time. How have you personally stayed patient? especially early on. I mean, right now you have this awesome web platform. Uh, I was scrolling through it earlier today and I was like, this is pretty cool. And the 990, the 999 offer is really great as well. Super affordable. So I was really impressed. It's easy to look at it now and be like, okay, this is pretty cool. But I want to go back to like the first year with Scott Lee or the second year. How did you stay patient?
1: I wasn't patient at all. I have to be (laughs) honest with you. I was just stubborn and I was, I mean, in a good way, I guess you can look at it as persistent, but I just keep trying. I was just keep pushing forward. I think we, we, we built two. uh, I think we literally start over again twice, which is crazy. And thankfully Ramon joined. And I'm so thankful that he made that decision because his last job he was there for 11 years and then he came to two bedroom apartment so he's definitely very passionate about education and you know i'm so thankful i learned a lot from him and he because of him i can trust the tech and product that in the, and we are aligned with our mission and so i think if you're persistent and passionate i think you're I'm, i was very lucky to meet amazing team members along the journey it's like when you're looking for treasure island, you got into bump into things out of nowhere. And it, I was so fortunate to meet amazing investors, amazing team members, you know, who want to really make the education system better uh, for next generation. And I learned so much. I think the first year I had no, I think I had no clue what I was doing. I was just confident, overly confident. And yeah, I, I'm lucky enough to give in opportunities to learn mm-hmm. um, and, you know, trying to uh, get to where we wanted to be and meet amazing team members. I think I'm, I was very fortunate. I was very fortunate. I think the fact that we're able to do what we're doing right now, uh, but it was definitely, you learn a lot mm-hmm. over five years. But I hope that the listeners, who don't want it to make too many mistakes like me, you know? <laughs> I think that uh, it's, th- it's a tough battle because even ninety over 90% of startups fail within three years. The statistics show. Uh, my professor at Columbia Business School, I didn't go to business school, but I, ha- I had a chance to take one class there. He told me that the odds of making more money as a yellow cab driver, is greater than entrepreneur <laughs> Yeah, that's what he said before. Before Uber came up, so I, I don't know now, but that's yeah. what he told me, and I think I think that's true.
0: Yeah, wow, that's a crazy statistic statistic to digest. You know, you said uh, you were pretty fortunate, you are pretty lucky to find great yeah. team members, great investors. Mm. I want to ask you something that it's not very exciting to talk about. Um, someone was asking me, what are the things that are mandatory to have a successful business, and one of the answers I gave was, uh, you have to have good luck. And the person was like, "Well, that's not a very good answer because, like, you can't can really control luck because, like, mm. you know, you could be a hard worker, you could be diligent, you could be persevering, what have you, but luck. But on the same token, I've seen how, like, COVID, for example, um, for businesses that have sort of an online presence or an online platform. As challenging as how COVID's been, that has been helpful for their businesses. And on the flip side, I think about someone who started a restaurant in like February of last year, like a month before COVID. Mm-hmm. That person was pretty unlucky. So what's your take on luck and how it affects your business?
1: Um, you know, I think my dad always focused on. He never told me to study hard or anything like that, but he, he's always focused on the perspective you know, trying to learn from everything, from everyone. If you think about it, I think the fact that if you, the listeners, if you're born in America, it's, it's such a bless, blessing. You know, if you think about it, if my grandparents didn't escape from North Korea, I would be in North Korea. We will used to be one country for over 5,000 years. But now, you know, you, I don't know. I, I heard that their son, the first son, my father was the second son first son who they thought that it will be reunited. So they left their first son to the relative's house and they came to South Korea and then it was separated. So they tried to find their first son and I think we can't even find him yet. So probably I, I couldn't even, I don't know what happened to me or my father, but think about that. The fact that you have an opportunity to dream something you know, that's amazing. I mean, Steve's job, I just came to my mind, he, his drop off of the college, you know, he, he wasn't, you know, I think didn't get the most resources from his family or whatnot, but he got an opportunity. You know, I think being optimistic and trying to look at things in a very positive way will be extremely, extremely important. Like my father didn't have nothing. He had nothing. Seriously. I, that's why that drives me a lot move forward because I'm so fortunate to even come to us and l- have amazing education I'm so fortunate and so a lot of times we had difficulty I think life is all about that you know mm. how you react to those situation you know what are you going to do and startups you get thousands of no's. I'm like uh, you get so used to that you know don't, I don't get even hurt anymore it's like oh it's a park oh okay 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 sleep well okay let's go tomorrow's a new day I think that mentality is extremely important. You know, I learned something, it's a valuable lesson, you know, okay, let's move forward. You know, so I think that kind of perspective is extremely important. Some people will be so jealous what you are doing right now. Some people in this world right now, the fact that you're speaking English is a blessing. Not many people, you know, so many people struggling, even, you probably know, even have a good meal a day. And you know, having a good water, clean water. So many millions of people are struggling right now. So the fact that you're listening to this, you know, you can speak English. You have a great opportunity. Just, you know, let's, let's be, you know, you, 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 you have an amazing opportunity, you know? So I think it's all about perspective, how you look at the situation. And today is the day it's, a, it's called present, right? I uh, just thought about that. It's a gift. And you're listening to good advice. Maybe this is a good luck guys. So (laughs) great luck. I hope. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, I, geez, man, that's such great advice though. I mean, I, I feel challenged just listening to you're so right though. It feels like these things that are really mundane to us. We really, we, like I said, we just treat them as mundane, you know, like the things you just mentioned, having a roof over your head, you know, having, uh, you know you go through a week and you get one customer and it's like oh i only got one customer it's like yeah well you got you got one more than zero you know i mean you got somebody who paid you to do work so i think that perspective on gratitude and appreciation and gratefulness and optimism i feel like that goes a long way in terms of the fuel cuz cuz like you mentioned earlier this stuff takes a while it takes a while to build your business and I think as entrepreneurs one of our biggest challenges is having enough fuel in the tank, enough energy to put up the fight over a long period of time. It sounds like what you're saying is a great way to stay fueled up is to use that optimism to keep going.
1: Yeah, everyone is a masterpiece. You know, God created everyone with a reason. And it's it's a blessing to wake up every morning. You know, a lot of things that we thought as a granite like, you know, walking down the street without mask, you know, now, you know, we appreciate that even more meeting people without, you know, any like feeling dangerous. I know. I think a lot of times someone told me that the most precious thing in the world is free. The sunlight, looking at the sky, Mm. you know, the air, the heartbeat, you know, everything, you know, if we start appreciate things that we, have it as granted, I think you will have amazing, even much bigger energy to do something because it's, it's a wonderful thing. And a lot of people, especially human nature, we want exclusive things, exclusive activity. You know, we want something that, you know, a high demand, low supply things, right? Um, which tend to be very expensive, but if you open the, open your eyes, the really Most beautiful and most precious things used to, it's free. Mm. And if you start appreciate that, appreciate people, things around you, I think you will find an amazing opportunity and be open-minded because sometimes if you're too goal-driven, you will miss a lot of amazing opportunities around you. So I think be open-minded, you know, be positive. And I think that the luck that you just mentioned will come to you.
0: Well, that's such great advice. Talk to me a little bit about uh, what's next for Guru.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we, I really want us to come back to the office, but I think I'm so thankful that we have a fantastic team who works very, very hard. And, you know, we're working remotely. I haven't seen them for a while since the cases went so high, but we will keep Pursuing to make education more accessible, there are 1.2 billion learners who are affected by COVID, and so I think we are uh, having we have amazing creative ideas to make sure that we can make it even more engaging than online just videos, and so you will see a few exciting updates from us how we'll move forward with that, and so I think you know we I want us to be again, open-minded, innovative education technology company so that we can really impact the students uh, you know, for the next generations because the future of education will be very, very different. And you know, I think that the technology is advancing so quickly that we really want to focus on the things that only human can do, that AI or technology cannot uh, replace so easily. And so, yeah, we'll we'll keep keep moving forward. I will keep humble and listen to our students and see what we can do for them.
0: You see, you've used that that phrasing, being humble, a couple of times now. And it sounds like you're very uh, open to other perspectives, other ideas, which is a bit of a a contrast. It's a bit different from some executives, some CEOs who are very much... uh, I can't think of the wording like this bravado, like this, you know, I'm the boss, you work for me, you you do what I say. You're a bit of a different personality than what I see sometimes in the stereotypical CEO. But it, it sounds like you're just you're leaning into who you are instead of trying to be somebody different.
1: Um, I think maybe I failed too many times. I made too many <laughs> mistakes. Um, I, I know that, you know, I'm not definitely not the Smartest guy, um, you know. I think there are so many things you can learn, and also education is also unique because every student learns differently. So you have to be open-minded uh, because there's not n- there's not one-size-fits-all system, you know, or uh, way to help our students. And every country have different cultures, you know. It's uh, they have they have different learning styles. It's just so many different ways. Um, well, so.
0: I, I was wondering what you meant by open-minded, but it, it sounds like you're talking about l- being open for how the business should evolve rather than it having to be, you know, everyone has to learn this very particular way or it has to be done a very certain way. Is is that true? Is that what you mean by open-minded?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I, we're just humans. We're all ignorant. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we want to think that we're very, intelligent but you know out of all this universe is so big the knowledge that we experience we have is so limited you have to know that i think the first step that the fact that you know you're ignorant is i think it's the first step to go beyond you know that you know that's a reality here you know so even though you learn thousands ten thousand years reading everything you wouldn't be as intelligent as you wish so I think that just be open minded. If you want to be lucky, I think of course persistence and driven is very important, but at the same time you have to be open minded. I guess it's a little bit too contrasting, but that's true. So I I'm just going to say because it's good advice podcast, so I'm going to yeah. say what I want
0: to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. I mean I I mean as a fellow entrepreneur and business owner just listening, I'm like okay, yeah, I I'm seeing how this applies to me and you're you're giving a bit of an introspective look You know, a lot of times we, I think one of the other things about being an entrepreneur, it's like the personal growth journey. And you've Mm -hmm. talked about mistakes you've made. And I think a lot of times what's so challenging about entrepreneurship is it is all on your shoulders. You know, you are the founder, you are the creator. And so this business succeeds or fails on you. And you made a comment earlier, you know, things that you think you've always thought you were good at. Now it's like, oh, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm not good at that. And so I think the personal growth journey is pretty um, interesting, too, and pretty challenging. Uh, so I, I think you've given some good challenges, some good advice today, for sure.
1: Oh, thank you. Thanks for your kind words. Well, tell
0: me about, <laughs> as we're closing up, for people who want to, maybe people who are listening, who they want to actually check out uh, Guru, uh, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah, uh, our website is guru.com, G-O-O-R-O-O.com. We have uh, apps as well, but yeah, feel free to check out. And if you need any tutoring help or any additional education needs, please uh, contact us. And my email is scottatguru.com. I always say to other podcasts, if you have any questions or, you know, if you want to have a virtual chat, please feel free to reach out to me. As you know, you know, uh, so many mentors and friends helped me throughout the journey. And if there's any way I can help, I love to do so.
0: And then Scott, are you on LinkedIn? Yes, I am. Okay, great. So uh, I'll put your LinkedIn bio, uh, the link down in the episode description as well.
1: Cool. Sounds good.
0: All right, Scott, thanks so much for being on the episode today. I appreciate it.
1: Yep. Thanks for your time, guys.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, what the heck are you waiting on? Click that subscribe button so you can keep following our good advice wherever you are. Be sure to check out Scott's LinkedIn profile, also the website for guru, guru.com. That's gooro ocom They are offering 25% off online tutoring and free online courses right now during the COVID pandemic. So make sure you check that out. And hey, if you haven't checked it out yet, you got to go to our Patreon, patreon.com good Advice, where you can, you can support the podcast and even get your business sponsored on the podcast. Again, you'll go to patreon.com slash good advice for that. Hey, thanks for listening and checking us out. We'll see you later. Take care.